0: Hello and welcome to Raw, the Fight Within, a brand new podcast series hosted by me, Coogan Cassius. Over the course of the series, I'll be sitting down with some of the most high-profile figures from the world of boxing, including fighters, trainers and promoters, in order to dig a little deeper and understand their own personal stories. This podcast is about much more than simply what happens inside the ring. It's about the journey. The sacrifices, the agony, the ecstasy, the highs, the lows, the tears and the fears. It's about getting to know the person. Thank you for tuning in and I really hope you enjoy it. If you do, be sure to like, comment and subscribe. This podcast is suitable for over 18s only as it may contain adult content and explicit language. Hello and welcome to Raw, the Fight Within podcast with me, Cook and Cassius. An iconic figure in the in the voice of boxing, Mr. David Diamante. David, how are you? I'm great, Coogs. Great to see you, brother. Good to see you too, mate. I think, uh, obviously, we've done a few interviews over the, the course of time, shall we say, and I think um, we know a little bit about you, but we don't know loads about you. But I think you do that on purpose to a certain degree. But I know me and you have obviously spoke for many years, and I know there's... Bits of stories, some of it we may hear, some of it we may not, that's up to you, but yeah, let's see if we can delve into your soul a little bit, David. Okay, I'm here. I don't know what the what the concept of this podcast is, but I guess we're going to find out soon. We are going to find out very soon. Yeah. Okay, we're going to ease you in gently, as we say here in the UK, uh, David. <laughs> what What is your first ever memory of boxing? Well, I
1: mean, boxing was always big in my house. My dad, my cousins, they they liked the sport, and... Um, you know, just growing up, there were tons of street fights in school and all the time. So it was just one of those things where it was, it was very fascinating to me, you know, as a kid. And there was always a, a heavy bag in the house. And um, so, yeah, boxing was always a part of, of everything.
0: But do you remember the first fight that you ever attended, whether it be amateur pro or whatever it was?
1: I definitely went to a bunch of amateur fights years ago. Yeah, that's, I mean, it was a long time ago. I don't remember exactly. But, I mean, I saw amateur fights in Vegas years ago, even. Um, Yeah, I was quite young. So, uh, yeah, I was young.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you're a couple of years older than me, David, but uh, I don't remember mine. People ask me, like, what was the first actual fight you was at? And I'm like, I don't know. You've been to that many shows where... Yeah, it it blends
1: in back then. But I I remember watching it on TV as a kid, and it really... One one early, really early memory was watching uh, Ray Mancini um, against uh, Kim, and uh, where the fight where he he passed away. And I just remember, I mean, it it had a big mark on me because I I remember I watched the fight as it happened, and then hearing about that, I was just I was blown away. Um, but uh, I always loved Sugar Ray Leonard because I grew up in like the D.C. area, and he was from that area, and I just I loved Sugar Ray
0: Leonard so. Always followed him. And that's the era that I kind of grew up in watching. Well, this has some relevance to the next question because the next one I was going to ask you was, um, what was the first Mm. fighter that made you start watching boxing? What was it about them? Is is it Leonard for that? Well, I I, I mean,
1: I was into boxing before Leonard. Um, I I watched it, again, just fascinated with with fighting, combat sports, but really fighting, you know, boxing. Um, to be specific, because back then on TV, I there was you know, they didn't have mixed martial arts back then. Um, so really on TV, it was boxing, you know, for combat sports. That, that was really it. There was no Muay Thai on TV. Not that I saw anyway, but we had the ABC wild world wide world of sports and with Howard Cosell and, and these great commentators. And, and so as a kid, I was able to watch it during the daytime on free TV because we didn't, my family didn't have pay-per-view or we didn't have cable. We didn't have that. It was just, you had a few channels. That's it. There was no remote. You, the remote was you, you know, you know, get up, change the channel. You get up and you change it, you know? Um, So, and that's one thing that I kind of, I'm upset a little bit with the sport is that we don't have more fights in the daytime for the younger fans because a lot of times the main events go on so late and, you know, I'm older, so I don't mind. And I'm at the fights a lot of times. It's not a big deal. But for these young kids that might have to go to bed or whatever, it's not as accessible. That's one good thing about DAZN. It's a streaming service, so they can kind of, if they miss it that night live, they can catch it in the morning. But I, I loved watching them during the day. So, but Sugar Ray Leonard was, was massive to me. I just I loved how he was the nicest guy out of the ring, but a mean SOB in the ring. He had spite. You know, I always loved the fighter to have spite. Like, he, the moment he would knock a guy down, he'd stand above him and raise his arms, just, just like, imposing your will on another man. Like, I, I love that. Like, I think that's, to me, like, the, the essence of what the sport is. It's just two men in the ring, and it's not just about who, who scores more. Okay, he's the winner by points. You know, it's like, no. Like, I impose my will on you. I stand above you. And just just like you're conquering, like climbing a mountain. You know, I love that. It's great it's tough guy sport it's
0: awesome i don't know if you've ever thought about this but if you wasn't doing what you're doing now what would you be doing
1: well it's an interesting question i mean i've been in boxing for the past 20 years so i've been in boxing for, for a minute but <clears throat> i've always in my life wanted to lead many different types of lives because there are so many things that I'm interested in, and I've, I've done a lot of those things over the years, you know, I was a, a musician, I was a drummer, before I played in a lot of bands, I was a DJ, um, and I did very well at that, um, made a great career out of that, but it just morphed, so, I mean, probably something with music or whatever, but um, there are so many different things that I feel like I could do, even, even now, if I wanted to to move on to something else I think I could I just I always feel like that I always believe in myself and um it's if I'm passionate about something you know I put everything into it so I like to evolve and I feel like I kind of have over the years I've I've changed and morphed and it's not that I don't still love music I do but I just I felt like I was cut out for more there was more that I wanted to do I hosted a tv show on NBC the lights which was a great experience um I, I did NBA announcing for, for six seasons, you know, um, as the voice of the Brooklyn Nets for the NBA, which is amazing. That was a lot of fun. Um, you never know. I love sports. I'm kind of a sports junkie, but I also love music and I love travel. and I'm into a bunch of different things, so no idea what I'd be doing. Where does boxing rank amongst those loves in your life? Oh, it's, it's really, really up there high. <laughs> I mean, it's really, really up there high, you know, like really high. It's like it's as high as, as pretty much any of them besides family, spirituality. Those are maybe the top. And then after that, you know, travel, motorcycles, cigars, boxing, you know, it's, they're, all, they're all kind of neck and neck. You take one of those away and feel like you cut off a limb.
0: Yeah, I felt like when I asked you that question, I do know you've got <clears throat> many strings to your bow, if you like. And uh, for some people, when I'm interviewing fighters or people that have kind of have only have boxing as their kind of forefront, mm. then it's very difficult for some of them to answer what they'd be doing if they wasn't in the sport, especially fighters, as you would know, David. But for yourself, because boxing is a part of your life, but it's not the whole picture, if that makes sense.
1: No, it does, for sure. It's definitely not the whole picture. And I think that's one of the things that makes me... Um, you know, a really great announcer is that I have, like, I, I call it a bat belt, you know, like, all these jobs I've done over the years and all these different things, it kind of accumulates into what you need, the skills you need as a ring announcer, you know, because I've done so many different jobs over the years, like, and things happen during a live production, and you've got to be a cat, you got to land on your feet, you've got to be ready, so, yeah, it's one of those things, but I've done a lot of things in the past, and there are a lot of things I love to do, you know, and, and also, I... You know, I owned a cigar bar for many years, as, as many people know, um, but I'm opening a new bar, um, and that's going to be opening very shortly. It's right across the street from Madison Square Garden, so um, everyone look out for that. It's going to be opening very, very soon. We're in construction now, and it'll be called Diamante's. It's not going to be a cigar bar. It's going to be a bar bar, and uh, it's going to be great. So when you guys are there for the fights, you guys are always welcome to
0: come look through. look forward to that. Definitely. Let, let, let's kind of, not even track back, but do you remember, it's kind of growing up, David, I know you're not uh, as in a boxer but do you remember the first ever either altercation or kind of serious argument or fight that you had growing up is something sticking to your mind
1: there's been so many
0: is there one that sticks out specifically
1: I fought this kid one time um, so I used to take taekwondo years ago and um, it was great and I was really really into it and, um, I had a great, uh, uh, sensei teacher, Heyon Lee, actually. And, um, yeah, really strong guy, really good teacher. And I was really into it, the blocks and the kicks and all this stuff. And I got into a fight with a kid at my school. Um, he was a football player and I didn't like this kid. I didn't like him at all. And Why? I just didn't like him. <laughs> and I wanted to fight him. And, you know, we, um, so I started some trouble with them one day and, um, it got broken up in the hallway. So we said, after school, we're meeting here and we're fighting and everyone heard about it. Right. So that's how it was back then. You know, everyone would come to the fights. So it was, it was, that's when it's, it's really exciting when you go to like tonight we're at Wembley, right? With Dillian White, Jermaine Franklin, Nathan Gorman and Fabio Wardley, Mark Dickinson. We got all Sandy Ryan. We got these great fights tonight. But it's kind of the same thing. It used to be like that. That's how it was. We're meeting in the 7-Eleven parking lot. We're meeting in the McDonald's parking lot. We're meeting back here. We meet in the woods and we fight. Um, it was like that growing up. It just was, there were no smartphones. There was no social media. It, it just was people, you rode your bikes, you played football, you fought, you know, that's what you guys did. Mm. So, um, we met out back after school and we got into this fight and, um, so I was doing really good and like he would throw a punch, I would block it, and then I was hitting him with these kicks that I learned. And I remember it they were not effective. Like I, I'd kick him, but it didn't hurt him. And he would and he would punch me in the face. And I was like, damn. And I ended up I had to get stitches in my mouth because it my teeth went under the gums and I had to get several stitches on the inside of my mouth because it was so bloody. But what happened was after I got punched a few times, I was like, forget these kicks. I'm going to beat this dude's ass the way I knew how. And I just I started beating his ass proper. And then I took him down, and I just packed his face. And then they had to pull me off him. But I won that fight. It's funny because it, later on, we both got suspended because it happened on school grounds. Even though it was after school, it happened on school grounds. Right. So we, we ended up getting people you know, snitched or whatever, and we ended up uh, getting in trouble got suspended and then so we had to serve some of the suspension out of school and then they gave us what they called in school suspension. And him and I had to serve it together. So we were like sat in school like together and we became friends. We became friends because Wow,
0: that's a good story though. Yeah we became it's friends. On that. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So yeah, but but uh, but I won that fight.
0: You know yeah. it's still in context though. So. I haven't talked to him in years, but yeah I could I could hit him up. All right, well, if he's yeah. watching, obviously reconnect with David. There you go. <laughs> you felt that you were fighting a losing battle, whatever it was. I mean, you know, I don't know if I've,
1: I've felt like that too much because I, I kind of always have a winning mentality. And I think that, like, you know, I, a lot of people don't know that I'm, I'm clean and sober, okay? And December 4th of this year, so actually coming up in what's today. Next week, yeah. So next week, I'll have 30 years clean off wow. of drugs and alcohol. 30 years. Amazing. Coogan. It's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, right? it it, Like, I truly can't believe it. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the most precious things in my life, hands down. Um, so, like, the substances, the drugs and the alcohol was a major battle for me. But once I realized myself that I didn't want to live life like that it was difficult but I felt I could do it and I did do it you know but I relapsed like I didn't I didn't get clean immediately and it just worked I got clean I relapsed I got clean I relapsed and it was tough it was tough it was a tough go so it was really hard and that's something that you know I don't talk a ton about but I do want to write a book I'm working on that now and hopefully that'll be out at some point so I want to save most of that for, for my story um but it wasn't, I never felt like I was fighting a losing battle. I think for me, sometimes like, I don't want to waste my breath talking to someone that's not going to listen. To me, that's a losing battle. But, it, but I don't feel like it's a losing battle. I just walk away. I'm just not going to waste my time because I don't, I, my time is precious. I'm doing too many things and I just don't have time to talk to people that are not going to listen or that don't want to hear um, so, but yeah, I, you know, I think health is a big thing and I I feel very blessed, um, to be in one piece at this moment and, uh, hopefully knock on wood to be healthy, but I've seen people in my life that, um, are sick and it's terrible. you like really sick, you know, people that I've lost to cancer and things like that. That's heartbreaking. And that's, it feels like you're fighting a losing battle, but, I think you, it's it's kind of how you look at it because at the end of the day we all have expiration dates, right? Kooks? like we're not here forever. Of course. And so
0: we don't know when that is.
1: Yeah, it, but but if you live your life the way you want, and if you're good with your spirituality, with your higher being, your higher power, whatever, like I'm not I'm not afraid to die. I'm not scared to die. I'm not. And so because I feel like once you face death so many times and you just I don't know it's it's uh, I just I don't fear it. And not only that, I mean it's kind of exciting in a way. You get to find out finally what happens, you know. Um, maybe you get to meet up with your loved ones. Maybe you just get to rest for once. <laughs> Certainly not with this schedule, you don't, right? So I mean, I I've lived my life, um, I really kind of try to suck the juice out of life and um, you know, squeeze that squeeze the lemon or whatever they say. So Um, And people that follow me on social, you see I'm running around and because I'm but it's doing things I love. And I've kind of always lived like that. So I don't have too many regrets at all. I'm not saying I haven't made mistakes. I've made plenty of them, but I've it's you know, I've come to where I am today through those. And so I don't I don't regret much. And um, I think the fighting, losing battle, you know, another thing talking about the addiction and stuff like that is seeing friends of mine that are going through it that don't want to using drugs or or alcohol and that that can kind of feel like a losing battle that's very difficult
0: you say that are the everyday battles in your life when you wake up in the morning before you go to bed what are the everyday battles of david diamante
1: well i mean you know now obviously i have i have a back injury that i'm still dealing with so there's stuff that i have to do for my back um you know, it, it battles is a strange word. I mean, life is always a battle. There's always stuff going on. I've got, got a ton of stuff in my life. Um, and I, I do a lot of different things. So I'm not just a ring announcer, but I have other businesses that I that I work with. So there's always a lot of moving parts. But to me, these are quality problems. So I wouldn't really say they're a battle. I feel very blessed. I mean, for me, it's like I know what I have to do, and I handle it. Um, so it's not really battle. It's 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 things I look forward to because it's it's how I put it together, and they're just necessities of life. It's what you have to do to be a man and to and to be successful in this world. You have to take care of your responsibilities. So I, I just make sure to handle that and then have fun. So There's not too many battles to be honest, but you know, physically dealing with the back injury has, has been a little bit tough. But you just just got to deal with it. You know, I'm I'm lucky to be as physically healthy as I am now
0: tell me about a time that you felt back, you felt that you had to fight back tears, is there a time that you yeah remember of course, that you of course,
1: yeah I cry but really? I don't typically cry, for, I usually cry for like sappy stuff like or like if I ever see like a kid get hurt like um, uh, one of my very close friends had this niece, uh, she was seven years old, she had leukemia and like like I could, I could start crying about that right now. If I start thinking about her, um, she, she beat it and she's cancer free now, which is amazing. So all of a sudden, like, I don't feel teary anymore, but, but, but if I go back to when we found out, like it was just, it was terrible. It was terrible. And, and we cried about that. It was, it was just terrible. I mean, I, I just, that thought of, of, of Ella being sick. Um, oh my God, it's really, really traumatic. And, um, it's just heartbreaking you know this little girl is so pure she she's never done anything to anyone she's the sweetest little girl and to see her sick and fighting like that and she was such a warrior that that just brings tears to my eyes so stuff like that will make me cry um sometimes a sappy movie <laughs> and that's mad embarrassing especially if you're with your girl you're kind of over there and you're just like ah, and she's like are you crying and i'm like no <laughs> But, uh, but I never cry for pain or anything like that. Or I don't cry for that. I, I, that's not... I don't cry for things like that.
0: Would you call yourself an emotional person?
1: Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. I can be. I can mean, be. I can also turn it off. It just depends, you know. But of course I can be, yeah, for sure. Because we don't see
0: that side of you. Do you right. Know?
1: Yeah, it's not really the position um, that, that I play. So I think, as a ring announcer, you've got to play your position, you know. So... But, yeah, it's there, of course. Yeah, I'm a human being. Yeah, brother. I mean, I've always been filled with piss and vinegar um, since a little kid. I've always had it. I don't know why, but I've always, always had it. I I I have, like, a a fire that burns, like, in my chest. I always have. um, I hate bullies. I hate injustice. I don't like... um, I don't know, I just, I guess maybe my dad, you know, my dad was always a fighter, he still is, and my dad and I don't get along, we don't talk, um, but my dad was my first trainer, you know, and um, I said, well, we had a bag in the house, and my dad used to train me, you know, and when I had to fight multiple people, my dad trained me to do different things that I'm not going to talk about here, to make sure that I handled myself, you know, because, and, I, and I'll tell you this, my dad was very strict, I got in trouble for a ton of things, but I never. Never got in trouble for, for getting suspended from school for fighting ever, and I got suspended a lot. And my mom hated it because she didn't like that, but she she understood because she knows my dad. But my dad was like, "You <laughs> do what you got to do." Like I never got in trouble for fighting ever, unless I started it. But like, but like, you know, or it, against it was an opponent that was you know. I, but I didn't bully kids. I wasn't a bully like that. You know, if I started a fight, it was someone either with someone bigger than me or someone that had it coming. Um, you know, I, I don't like bullies I never have, and that's not my thing. Um, but uh, I've always just had that in me, and I've always questioned authority, you know. Um, and my parents also, like, they would say stuff to me, and I would just think as a little kid, like, that just doesn't sound right. And, and I would buck, and I would go against it, and it just created problems, you know. But I've always had that. I've always had it.
0: What? What? When I say what causes in life, do you... Do you, kind of, do you believe in? I mean, a lot of people <clears throat> relate to to causes like depression and mental health and these kind of things other people tend to talk about and feel strongly about issues that have either affected them or people that they're close to. But for you as a person, what do you feel that strongly about in the world is in terms of causes? Oh, there are a ton. And that it makes it kind of difficult because... Um,
1: to like to just pick one, you know there are so many um, what 's really interesting there's a fighter named Boyd Melson that a lot of you guys might know um, really great guy, and um, I announced a lot of his fights um, when he was a pro he 's retired now, but he was in the military, he was a boxer, and he did something called Team Fight to Walk, um, which was uh, against um, you know people that have spinal cord injuries and um, I hosted his his charity event for years and I gave a lot of time to it. And then lo and behold, much later, I got hurt. Um, and I'm very, very lucky to be to be walking today, but I had a spinal cord injury, uh, very bad, that I'm still dealing with, you know? And um, so that's one cause that's, that's, you know, pretty dear to me. Um, but it was dear to me even before I got hurt. Now it's even more, you know, uh, um, I guess close to me, but um, I would say drug addiction for sure um, cancer seeing, you know, I've lost family members and and also friends and seeing children afflicted with this just terrible. Uh, There's a lot of stuff, but I just, you know, I, I'm really, I hate racism. I, I can't stand just ignorant. I just can't, I don't, I'm not with that. I don't like that, you know? And, and, um, that's just one thing to me that never made sense um and and i don't care if it's if it's uh, race religion sexual orientation like that to me i don't it, i just don't care about that stuff i care about who you are as a person that's one thing i love about boxing is it, it really to me is kind of a great equalizer you know when you when you're in a boxing gym and i did used to box uh, in the gym you know never professional or anything like that but i used to train and when you have that experience you you, you see it because you box everyone and you get a lot of respect um, and I love that, so that's also a cause.
0: Do you mm. ever feel like you're having to fight demons in your life, whether past or present? Yeah, I think all the time
1: i think I think all the time I think probably a lot of us do I think most of us do, but yeah, absolutely but but at the same time. I don't know, I I feel like, you know, fight is an interesting word because I don't necessarily fight the demons. I think it's, um, you know, sometimes fighting things, it can be like swimming upstream, you know, as hard as you swim, like you're just, you keep going downstream. Like imagine um, Neo in The Matrix, he was fighting those, I, I don't remember that movie that well, but I do remember this part. He was always fighting those guys with the glasses and the suits and he was always one step behind them the moment he realized he was the one right when he fought them he would he was almost moving in slow motion and he was kicking their asses so like to me it's kind of like that with your demons once you get control of them in in the right way it's like you're the one controlling them as opposed to just fighting fighting the demons you know like like for me for example with my drug addiction and and alcoholism like i, I don't even like i don't even think about using drugs or alcohol i wouldn't want to do that in fact i feel sorry for people that are still doing that you know that haven't got the memo it's like um you i can have such a great time sober i don't need the drugs for that um and i don't regret any of my drug use and all the exciting times that i had back in the day and all those times getting high you know I feel like that opens up paths in your mind and I feel like I can get there now naturally I don't need the drugs the alcohol to do that so I just I'd rather get high on life and that's what I do every day so I don't feel like I'm fighting it I feel like it's it's kind of it's with me you know it's almost empowering me in a way so I think it's all kind of how you use it it's almost like like judo you know if someone comes at you with a lot of force you take that force and you use it against them and you switch it so it, instead of fighting against you know, it can be a really a losing battle. You have to use it and and be strategic with it. So I, that's kind of how I feel in life. I don't... My life is very blessed right now. It really is. I've been through a lot of struggles in my life, a whole lot. Um, but I, I feel very blessed at this time.
0: You fight for yourself. And, again, I'm not talking about in a boxing sense, but you fight for yourself, your family, uh, where you grew up, your your country, et cetera. But who... Who fights for you, David? Who's who's there for you, rain or shine, at any drop of a notice that you can rely on? Who's actually got your back?
1: I gotta tell you this, Coogan. Almost one year ago to this day, December 20th, um, I had my motorcycle accident and um, I fractured my spine in four places, um, among many other injuries. it was a really, really, uh, it was extremely painful, but it was also, um, the doctors did not think I was going to walk again. And they told me that. They said, there's a very good chance you're not going to walk. And um, the only thing that I had to focus on was, getting, was, was to get better, okay? Have the surgery, you know, which now I've got all these metal rods in my spine now, but have the surgery and, and get better. That's the only thing I focused on. But I cannot tell you how many people hit me up. I mean, I couldn't believe it, Kooks. I there, I just couldn't believe it. It, it, People from all over the world and from different walks of life and um, a lot of famous people, a lot of people that I, people I grew up with, people that I met just in pat, like tons of people. So, and I want to say, I, you know, I was not too good at responding because I was, I was, I was very injured and I had a lot to do and I wanted to come back quick and I did come back quick. But that really helped me. It, it just really did. Like the moral support, seeing all those messages, I was like, wow, like I can't, I, I didn't even know as many people knew who I was. Um, it was amazing. So I think there are a lot of people that'll go to bat for me. And not only that, I had a lot of people visit me in the hospital. I had people by my side. Um, you know, I've got a great partner in life and, and, and also like just tons of friends i have several best friends that that i that i've known for many many years and they're all over they're all over the place you know, because they, they do different things so i've got guys in california guys in washington dc guys overseas that i grew up with that like we're very tight so having several best friends is really important so i i've got a team man the team is strong team is strong yeah it's a great feeling it's a great feeling have you ever
0: had to fight depression in your life
1: yeah for sure but, I, you know, I have, but it's weird. Um, I'm not, I like, I think I, I call it blue. Like, I get blue, you know? I feel blue sometimes. But um, I think that's a very human condition. But there's so much that I'm excited about in life. You know, I love life. Like, I know how much of a gift it is. I think it's very interesting that a lot of people... Um, I don't know, I lost my train of thought, but basically, I, I, what I was going to say is, you know, for me, when I do get depressed, I kind of just white-knuckle it, you know, hold on, you know, I call it white-knuckle because you hold on, your, your knuckles become white because you're holding on so hard, and you just go through, you know, you just go through, that, go through that tunnel, and it, it always seems to come out, always seems to come out the other side, and it doesn't last long, you know, I was going to say, I'm, I'm very excited about different things in life, and... Um, you know, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but it is what it is. And maybe, you know, one day when the book comes out and you guys can read about the things that I've gone through in my life, like I've faced death many times in my life. And I'm not talking about this latest accident, but a lot of different things have happened to me over the years where I, li- I, thought, I thought it was a wrap. And, you know, I've, I've heard accounts from people that have actually done things to commit suicide. For example, there was this kid that jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, which most people do not survive that and this kid did, and he talks about, I don't know him firsthand, I saw this in a movie, but I've heard about this in many different, from many different people that that have had this experience. He said all he could think about was ending his life, ending his life. That's all he wanted to do. And the moment he jumped, the moment he jumped, he was like, oh my God, I've made a terrible mistake. And because I have been through these hardships and faced death so many times. I, I feel like I personally know how much of a gift this life is and I'm not willing to squander it, you know, behind a desk doing nine to five, which I'm not knocking anyone, but that's not for me. Right. I don't, I'm not going to trade in my time for a handful of dimes that, that, of things that I don't want to do. And I it's there's just too many great beautiful things on this planet to be depre- than to than to for me to be depressed. Like I'm just into too many things. Um so yeah, I get blue like anyone else, but I come out of it. And when I do, I kinda relish it. I just I take it and I take it on the chin and, and you know, and then just move forward. And uh the sun
0: comes up the next day and, and crack on. But I'm assuming, David, someone that's kind of lived the life that you have as well that you can kind of separate a bad day from a state of depression as well, because I was talking, I think it was with Eddie Hearn uh, a few days ago, and he said that he has bad days, and I think some people, them bad days kind of last for day two, day three, where they feel like they're (coughs) um, falling into a state of depression, but really there is um, a fix for that, Whereas actual depression, it's not so easy for a fix for that, if that makes sense. It does. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what the... I
1: I don't think it would be smart for me to speak on things like that because I don't know. And I think I've heard how some people have clinical situations. I I don't know about that. But I will tell you this. I don't have bad days. Mm. I never, ever have bad days. Mm. I don't. A bad day is when you lose a family member. A bad day is when you find out you've got the big C. A bad day is, you know, I've seen people that have had bad days. I have never had a bad day. I do have tough days. Sometimes it's a little tough. But, again, my life is filled with quality problems, and I realize that. Like, I don't have bad days. I just don't. I have very hard days. I have days where I have to travel, and I've got, I'm being pulled in many different directions, tons of things going on. There's a lot of pressure. i got to be on live TV. So, but it's like, it's not a bad day. It's great. It's great. It's all how you look at it. To me you know what i mean it's all how you look at like life is way too serious to take serious like you gotta have fun with it man and i just try to have fun with it and again it's about it's about knowing what you have to do and doing that and then having a great time afterwards but like you got to take care of what you got to take care of that's important you got got to do your responsibilities you can't have the bitter without the sweet you got to put in that work you know a lot of people they want things just to come to them but they gotta understand, you know, all these things. When people say, you know, it's it's about the journey, not the destination. It's true, it's true. It's not about becoming the top ring announcer in the world, which is what I am now. It's not about that. It's about the 20 years doing it. I had a blast blast if i you know when you know facebook has like facebook memory like it it knocks up like every year like every day i have these memories like thanksgiving just happened a couple of days ago you know i was how many years ago just a few years ago not a few it was like maybe 5 or something i was in uruguay with sergio martinez and samson lukowitz having this beautiful like thanksgiving dinner in uruguay like i've tra- i've been traveling the world for years with boxing and with people and myself just having great times and i never Again, like I never did boxing to become famous or because I just love the sport. You know what I mean? And it's now become where I'm this top guy, but it, it didn't start like that. And that was never my, I just love the sport. I took it very serious. I still do. And I love every fight that I watch. Well, actually not every fight. Some fights are terrible, but, but I love, I am lo- excited for every fight that we go into and I still love the sport. I'm still super passionate about it. And So really, you know, again, like you climb this ladder, but people don't realize the ladder is a circle. You don't, you're not getting high. And people need to realize that. And the moment you do, and you do things the right way for yourself, not for, like, yes, I work with Matchroom, and I work with DAZN, and I I work with the NBA, and I work with the Brooklyn Nets, and I work with all these big organizations, NBC, you know, ESPN. I, you know, I work with all these people, and I, of course, I wanted to do a great job for them. But more than that, I've always wanted to do a good job for myself because I'm representing me. I'm always representing me. And so that right there is more important than any of it. So like, of course I wouldn't want to ever let Matram down or DeZone, but way more important to me is I would never want to let myself down. I have a lot of self-respect. And I have to, like, look in the mirror at night and every day and like what I see. And if I felt like I didn't go into something giving 110%, then, then, I, then I failed. And that's a problem. That's a problem. And I can't, that I can't deal with. So, like, I need to always dot my, you know, dot my I's, cross my T's. Like, that's very important to me, you know. And, um, and I think that breeds success.
0: Do you think it's more difficult to fight physically as in your actions or to fight mentally as in your mind?
1: I think it depends on the fight. And I think as human beings, we all go through both. And I think both can be absolutely debilitating depending on what it is. Um, And both can be incredible struggles. Um, And of course, different people, I think that's one thing about boxing that I love so much is that number one, it's a worldwide sport, okay? So, um, you know, Philippines, Korea, Mexico, America, you know, England, you you have, it's a worldwide sport. Number two, you have these very small weight classes up to the big boys as we're going to see tonight. So a guy like Manny Pacquiao who grew up on the streets of the Philippines in a very poor situation, there's no way he could become an NB, even though he can, he can ball. Manny can ball, but he doesn't have the height to be an NBA player, right? Or uh, he doesn't have the size to be an NHL hockey player, you know? So a lot of guys, they don't have, have the physicality, or women don't have the physicality to play certain sports. But boxing, there's a place for everybody. And everybody, I don't care who you are, if you're physical, if you're not physical, you go through fights. And like you said, it could be mental or it could be physical. So I think boxing correlates very, very much to life. But I think the struggles can be huge, both. And um, you know, I, I'll tell you when I was um, in the hospital um, after my uh, surgery. Before the surgery, I was I could not move at all, or I would have been paralyzed because the injury was that grave. But but once the, the surgery was done, and I was trying to move, even just, you know, I, I had I had a, a big drain stuck in my back. There was it was draining blood, okay, and it was really uncomfortable so you know you're laying in bed and you're trying to just move a little bit and even just moving just just a touch in the bed was such a struggle um it, it was a nightmare and so there are certain physical struggles that people go through that are are really really difficult um and and of course the mental like you were just talking about with depression and we've seen it and um i think the depression is is a, is a terrible thing and i think that you know, I've lost a lot of friends, unfortunately, to suicide over the years, um, and uh, you know, it's when somebody does something like that. It's not a publicity stunt. It's because they're they're in a really terrible, dark place. And I think a lot of people don't understand how how really, really tough it is. And so, I think it's important that if anyone's going through a struggle like that, that they reach out, and try to talk to their friends, to do something, to do something, because people do care. And and and. Um, you know, these actions ripple and, and they affect so many people. And um, yeah, it's just terrible. So yeah, the, the struggles are tough either way, mental or physical.
0: Last one. You can answer this as you please, how you please. Okay. What drives that fight within you? What is it? that makes you get up in the morning and love doing what you do, not just in terms of your career, but just life in general, what drives you?
1: Yeah. I mean, again, I think we kind of touched on this, but I'll try to, it's hard to explain to you how I feel, but like when I get up in the morning, like I'm just ready to go. Like I, I am excited, you know, I'm really excited. Um, waking up to the most beautiful girl in the world, next to her, sun is shining, or it's snowing, or it's raining, it doesn't matter to me, like, I'm one of those guys that, like, I like all those weather systems, I don't care, if it's cold, I put a jacket on, I'm happy, if it's, if I'm at the beach, I'm out there in shorts, you know, jump up, hit my push-ups, make some breakfast, you know, smoke a good cigar, used to be hop on my motorcycle, go see my friends, handle what I gotta do, I mean... You know, you, not, not you per se, but you, whoever's out there, you, you guys are the architects of your own life, you know? And like, I've been an architect of my own life. And so the way my life is set up, it's the way I want it. And again, I've never had, I don't have bad days. You know, if, if I, God forbid, found out some terrible news health wise or something happened to my family, that's a bad day. That's a bad day. And that day will come. And there's, there's, that's fine. But I can't worry about that. I'm not gonna future trip. You know, they say, you know, you worry you think about the past, that's depression. You think about the future, that's anxiety. You know, you gotta live for now. You know, of course I, I, I think about tomorrow, and of course I think about the past, but I don't live in it. You know, I live in now, and I kinda always have, and it's really important. And in doing that. Again, there's a lot of hard work that I put in, a lot, and, but, like, when you do the right thing for yourself, when you, when you do a job, whether it's sweeping the floor or being a, a, a pizza chef or a bartender or a ring announcer, whatever you do, when you take pride in what you do, you know, that carries on in, like, everything you know, and you do the right thing, not because people are looking, but because it's not the right thing to do. You know, like I'm not going to like just wad up trash and throw it on the ground, not because someone's going to see me. Cause I don't want to litter. Like I don't, I don't like that. You know, that's not how I live my life. And so try to keep my karma clean, do the right thing. And, um, yeah, I just got that fire, baby. I wake up and I'm, I'm ready to go, man. You know, I really am. And, um, and that's it. It's just, it's always been there. And it right now, I feel like it's burning brighter than ever.
0: Okay. Well, David, listen, it's good to kind of get a little bit. I feel like there's a lot more layers, which we're going to find out in your book as well. <laughs> um, but no, I appreciate your time and kind of you. Yeah. Talking kind of openly and honestly about certain situations and things in your life. Thank you, Coogs. I really appreciate it. And, uh, We'll see you at the fight tonight. This has been Coogan Cassius for the Raw Fight Within podcast. Make sure you tune in next week, and make sure you to comment, like, and subscribe. We're out.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.